What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to break down the NFC East 2023-2024 NFL preview, division picks, division losers, all that. It's always go down, like, subscribe, comment down below your picks, your bets, your prop bets, anything you got for this season. As always, I'm Paul Pick and Winham Concha, and I'm joined with. And you already know, man, it's your boy, Cap. Water Boys Boy, a.k.a. the Dom P.Y.E. Always known as the realest on your screen. And boy, <laughs> I'd be so excited to talk football. I don't be knowing. I just don't be knowing until it gets here. But this low-key might be one of the funnest divisions in the league right now because of just the success that they've been having, the electricity that these teams have been bringing, and the dog mentality in these motherfuckers. So this this, this division is low-key about to be electric this season. Yeah, and right now with the odds, one of the some of the so top two teams is top two team heavy on the odds. Like Eagles minus one fifteen, Cowboys plus one seventy five, not that big of a jump. But then you got Giants plus seven fifty, Commanders plus thirteen hundred. Massive odds on those other two teams. Every team seems to be they already know their identities, except for the Washington. They got two head coaches and Bellamy and Ron Rivera. We're gonna see if Eric Bellamy is really the guru. Was he really calling plays for the Chiefs? We'll find out for this season. But is it Bellamy or Bienemy? Oh, Bienemy. I told myself I was like, I'm gonna help Paul with his phonics this year because last the first year we did the um, podcast, I wanted to make a clip of all the names that you messed up, but I just never oh, had, I had time to talk about it. But like, it's crazy because you mess up names on the NFL, but on the MMA, like you be killing it. You be killing it. Not as many names to have to remember for a card versus the NFL, the 50 was the 52 man teams. It should be killing me every time you say Micah Parsons. You mean Mika Parsons? I mean, <laughs> and that's the one I remember too, to be honest. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be like, oh yeah, Paul will go eat them. I can't wait till we meet these niggas. And I'd be like, yeah, what's up, Mika? <laughs> oh, let's talk. We got the Eagles, went to the Super Bowl, they lost in the Super Bowl. Everyone's saying Jalen Hurts took that shit personally. He's got a chip on his shoulder. All that good stuff that every team loves to say. But they did end up losing fucking who? They lost Miles Sanders at running back. They went out and bought DeAndre Swift in a trade. Rashad Penny from the Seahawks. They brought back the offensive line. They brought back the same defense. They traded. They got Nolan Smith out of fucking Georgia. And then they also went up in the draft and traded and got Jalen Carter, who a lot of people are saying Jalen Carter, defensive line, a lot of people are saying he's the best prospect in the draft prior to the incident with the car wreck and that, uh, the, everything that happened that day. Could have been the best steal. They lost their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. But, I mean, he still got Sirianni, the head coach, um, with the uh, with the ship. Darius Slay's back. I mean, the team's back. Are they run? Is this Super Bowl or bust type season for them? Like it's time. Like this is their window. Fuck no! What Nick Sirianni went to the playoffs his first year. In the second, he went to the Super Bowl. And this is a team he turned. His team, his his team has been able to help mold Jalen Hurts into the fucking MVP candidate that he is. You're one of the early people screaming that Jalen Hurts mobile and throwing that he's a fantasy monster and he's only gonna that's only gonna translate into his normal game they have that's aj bad. brown deontay smith 
motherfucking, you still have this defense, you still have that front seven putting on the pressure that they have. Like you said, we still have Darius Slay. We still have um what's dude on the other side? Um Bradbury, Bradbury Island, Reddick. I was looking at uh, Hassan Reddick, the fucking he's like the in-between linebacker and safety he's fucking in, he's a fucking problem. Like Oh, I was watching a video that was talking about the biggest mistakes everybody's made this season, this offseason. A lot of people had, like, some big mistakes. But the, for the Eagles, the worst they could say was they lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Dog. That's it. Like, that was the worst that they could say. And, bro, it's literally just a WR, um, a cornerback one on another team. He's going to end up being a quarterback, cornerback one on another team, on a team that already has two cornerback ones. So this team, this Eagles team is only going to get better. They're only going to do – they're only going to mold well. And I just think the only difference between this year and last year is that they have more consistently difficult um, difficult games versus last year where their hardest game was, like, against the Vikings. Yeah, this will be a much tougher road this year. NFC mm-hmm. is wide open, though. Not as many juggernauts as there were anymore. Right now, the two favorites to win the whole NFC go to the Super Bowl are the 49ers and the Eagles, who we did see in the championship game last year. Rightfully so. Only team that right now, odds-wise, not saying my opinion, but odds-wise, that's stacking up with them in the division, Cowboys. Dak Prescott just stopped turning the ball over. Can he do it? He promised this year he's not going to throw no more. He's not throwing 10. Because they kept saying how he threw like 16 last year. He said, I'm not even going to throw 10 this year. That's a fucking lot, 16. <laughs> yeah. Only him and Josh Allen were the ones racing to throw the most picks. But if he can't throw – if he doesn't turn it over, I mean, they still – another elite defense. Then no Tony, Tony Pollard. There, no more Zeke. It's going to be the Tony Pollard show, what people were screaming for for a while. CD's still there. They went out and traded for Brandon Cooks, who prior to the Texans was a 1,000-yard receiver, so maybe he's going to come back. And then they got Stephen Gilmore. Go next to Tavon Diggs in a trade. So like, it. I mean, they. It's always the same old Cowboys, though. I look at it like Jerry Jones did his job this season, this offseason. He really put in some work. I don't even know who they drafted. That's how much work they put in this offseason. Like, he. They did what they needed to do, and they set their team up to win. Now it's about execution. Don't forget, we they still got Zach Martin, one of the best in his position, probably one of the best old line. Gave him the time. gave him the money he was asking for because he was threatening to hold out. They gave him the money. Right. So like they got it. They probably still got um. I forget what the wide receiver three is, but he's a dog. Oh, um, Michael Gallup coming back. Yep. Yep. Dog. So like it's up to them. Like can Dak stop throwing the ball over? Can Tony Pollard step up and with all these extra touches? Can he continue to be a baller, an all-around baller, and be a good receiving back? I don't know, man. This team is nice. Can Trayvon Diggs? Everybody talks so highly of him, and I think he's a great um, cornerback, and I think he does that. But he does also give up the most yards. But we're not going to get into that. Yeah. But we, um, we're only going to talk about the positives and what they can be doing next season. So I respect it. I like it. We'll see what happens. And then from the two most solid teams that everyone knows what to expect from them to the biggest question mark, the biggest dog in the division right here, Washington Commanders. Two, I mean, they got two head coaches, basically, Ron Rivera and Bellamy. Uh, how do you say his name? Bellamy. Oh, uh, oh Bien- 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 Bien-
if he is the person that's calling plays, maybe he'll – I mean, Sam Howell was looking good in the preseason. I know it's only preseason, but his one his one little session, he looked great, scored touchdown. I'm not big on Sam Howell. He's a bum to me. But what do you think, Kev? Did you hear about what Ron Rivera said to uh, said about Eric Gannon in the past? No, what did he – I have a feeling it's not the highest of regard. I remember they were talking about it because he had to eat his words. I want to give his exact um, – was this when he was on the Commanders or was this when he was on the Panthers? This is when he was on the Panthers, I'd be like, I believe. Let me get let me look up his exact words. He says you have to learn to be uncomfortable. He said, Yeah, I put my foot in my mouth when discussing Eric the enemy back in the um he said, yeah, I really put my foot in my mouth when I was discussing Eric the enemy. Oh, I can't respect it, but he was talking shit. He was like, yo, like, cause Andy Reid calls the plays on that team. He's kind of like the hit in the mouth. And now he looks like a fucking dickhead because Eric the enemy is his offensive coordinator. So that's the most interesting dynamic I want to see. I want to see, do they respect Eric the enemy? Does Eric the enemy respect him? Does they is this team going to come into? Because you got Scary Terry. And who's the running back? They did have a decent running back. And then you got uh, the John rookie out of Alabama last year, Brian Robinson. Maybe he got shot, came back week five. Facts. You got Jahan Dotson. Like, he was you, got a nice, you got a nice little offense. And then you – they this offense won games with Taylor Heineke starting last year. Who's our backup? Shout out to what Taylor Heineke, number four. But – if you can win games with Taylor Heineke, you should be able to end this offense that you've worked on. You got to still got a decent O-line. Like, I don't know, man. I'm looking at this um commander's team to at least be a be a spoiler for one of these teams later. I'm not I'm not high. I like I like everything they did in Austin. I like Curtis Samuel. I like Jawan Dotson. I like Terry. I'm not big on Brian Robinson, but the defensive line is filled with first-round picks. Chase Young has to step up. Like He's been non-existent, ever, had a great rookie year since then, where he's been. But I'm Sam Howell was, that one, was the one quarterback that I was saying the most shit about when draft season was approaching uh, last year. And I still stand on what I said. I think he's going to be – he's going to be overdrafted. He was drafted in the first round, late pick. And I don't think he's a – I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. I think we're going to see a lot of turnovers. Because their offensive – the running game wasn't getting – rolling that well. And if if they're on like a third and long, I just see him making mistakes. And I see him probably turnovers. I could see him, if he plays a full season, potentially leading the league in turnovers. And this is the same league with Dak. And and it's also because he's going to have to play the Eagles twice a year. He's going to have to play the Cowboys twice a year. And those are two defenses that, like, if you're bad, if you're not playing well and you're not a good quarterback, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And that's you play them twice a year, you're going to get a lot of uh, turnovers, I think, out of how. Facts. I looked up as two defenses that know how to score points. So if you're really coming this bitch not on point and even showing that you're a rookie, oh, they're going to expose it. And then – Another kind of question mark, not really because it's the same team mostly with only I see upgrades. I mean, Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million. Shaquan Barkley on the uh, non-exclusive franchise tag. They went out and got uh, traded for Darren Waller, who is going to be the tight end. 
baller when healthy. So they got a weapon for him. Still got Shaquan. He's Jamerson Crowder signed. Sterling Shepard re-signed. Paris Campbell from the Colts came over. They got a few wide receivers. Defense has got the same boys. And shout out that boy Imani. He's now a New York Giant. He's going to be playing corner. Nice. For the red, white, and blue out there. And then Dexter Lawrence, one of the best defensive tackles. Four years, $90 million. And the offensive lineman, I forget his name, last uh, last year, uh, Andrew Thomas, looked like a fucking stud at left tackle, made people eat their words. So Giants are interesting to me. And I'm, not, I'm a big Giant hater and a big Daniel Jones hater, and I'm even saying they're kind of interesting. And they're coming off a playoff berth. They beat the Cowboys in the first round last no, year. No, they beat the Vikings. Oh, no, beat my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. They beat the Vikings. The Eagles beat the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. Appreciate appreciate the save. But they're looking good. They have their very, their very well-coached team in Boy Brian Dayball. All they have to do is just eat. Because they were doing this with fucking – they made the playoffs last year with receivers that was probably was the highest drop rate in the league, I swear. Like, these motherfuckers were dropping everything. They traded Kadarius Tony in the middle of the season, and we saw him flourish at motherfucking in Kansas City, win the Super Bowl. Like, this Giants team is ready to make something happen, and they understand they're not no bitches. And Daniel Jones, it might be hard to believe in him, but you can't say that he does have fight. Remember when we was calling him Danny Wheels and Danny Dimes? Like, Throughout the season, he finds ways to win and put his teams put his team in favorable situations. So I do respect this Giants team. Shout out to Monty for joining that team. I didn't know that he got traded or um, went over there, but that's fire. Hope he enjoys New York. Hope you run into motherfucking Sauce Gardner and all them boys. And y'all boys, y'all boys get some practice in or something. But damn, that's kind of fire. I do like this team. So that's what makes this division so interesting. Because as you can see, I've talked highly on all these motherfuckers. Yeah, and uh, Daniel Jones, I mean, I'm not a big believer in him, but similar to my Desmond Riddler take with the Falcons, I'm I'm a believer in DeBall, uh and the system that he runs. And you got Shaquan, a great – this is going to be a run-heavy offense, and then a little play action to Darren Waller here and there. Something I can see scoring points. And, it, like, I think they'll make the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see where they rank in the divisions, but they're a team that's going to be wild card – Right in that ranking, I think they're one of the more better put together teams in the NFC, which is very top heavy. There's not many. There's not a lot of depth to the NFC. Mm-hmm. So it's we. Oh, you got some? Anything else on the Giants before we make our division picks? No, not really. I don't know if we play them. I gotta check the schedule. I have not checked a single schedule this year. Oh, for real. I mean, I don't pay too much attention to schedule because you know every week's a different team. If game plan doesn't matter. Grayless faces. Oh, this guy think he might tongue. Hey, hey, but again, for anyone that don't know, it it is on the screen next to us. Eagles minus one fifteen, Cowboys plus one seventy five, Giants plus seven hundred, and Commanders plus thirteen hundred right now. How who do you got, and how how's how's your ranking going with this division? Oh, it's easy. I think it's the same as going as last year. And the Eagles, number one. Cowboys, number two. Both make it into the playoffs. Number three, I'm going to give it to the Giants because they've only gotten better since last year. They haven't motherfucking really done too much, nothing crazy. So as long as people come to execute and show that they're worth the money that they got paid for, 
the Giants should sneak their way into the playoffs on some wild card shit. And but I also think the Giants probably won't get swept by any of these teams. They can go one and one with all the teams in their divisions, if not only two they us. Like well, I'm two and zero they us. So motherfucking. So shout out the Giants. Shout out them boys. Yeah, that's all I can say about that's all I can say about them. And then I'll take the Commanders going last, just because there's some newer stuff going on. They're trying. They're still not sure exactly where they're at now that they got a new coach. They got a new offensive coordinator, a new owner, and Dan Snyder's out of there. So they don't really know their identity immediately. And they still, I'm still not all the way sold on this name. I think they should try to change it one more time. You feel me? They are open to open, uh, changing it, but I'm a co-sign Kev. Uh, through and through, I agree. I think the Eagles is the best built team, offensively sound, offensively they got an unstoppable play with Jalen Hurts in the goal line. Um, DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, they're gonna fill the void for Miles Sanders, and they love that three head committee. Cowboys another great defense. If Dak, even if Dak does turn over the ball a lot, they still win games. So if if he does clean it up, they are probably a little scarier. Giants, same reasons Kev said. They're just they're getting better, and then. Commanders, not only do I have them coming last, I don't think they're going to be competitive. I think it's going to be – I think they're going to have like a four to five win season. And they towards the end of the season, they might be in that, should we start tanking because Sam Howell is not the guy. And they, there's going to be two studs that people are saying coming out of college and Drake May, who's my number one clear cut. And then a lot of people's number one, Caleb Williams at USC. And I'm going I'm to take it a step further, and I'm going to walk you through it. First coach fired. Ron Rivera, plus 700. I like that. that I'm going to give that out to people. And it's because y'all have a – y'all brought over uh, the enemy as a, like, head coach in training. Like, we'll see how – if he is the guy, then we'll make him our coach. Like, it can't be two coaches. And if this season starts blowing up and, uh, or whatever, I can see this is, the, like, the scapegoat of, like – and like I said, new ownership. They didn't hire Rivera, like – they did. They did hire this guy though. So like, I do. I think I could see. I like. I just like the odds. He's not the favorite. Like, there's a few. You gotta go down the list before you hit Ron Rivera. And I'm like, I I can see a world where Ron Rivera is not around after week six. That'd be crazy if you call that shit. Cause you know how we be calling them coaches firing. But yeah, and also Chase Young. Then they didn't pick up Chase Young's um fifth year option. He hasn't done nothing since he had that one good year and like. He'll be here. I think he still has one more year. They didn't pick it up. So, like, I, I don't know. I think he comes back, but he's not. Like, he's still on the rookie rookie number. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's still on the rookie contract for one more year, and they just didn't pick up that next year. But um, the thing about Chase Young is that, like, last year was interesting because a lot of times they were saying that he's not, he'll be back next week and then he'll be hurt for two more weeks. Like, it was very, very interesting to see how Chase Young maneuvered, how they maneuver with Chase Young. And now it's looking like they might be going off, going away from Chase Young. And I will say, man, that's something I will be watching all season. I'll be watching like, yo, what's they doing with that guy? Because they might be wasting talent over there. Facts. And and, and also, this will be his year, to, contract year. They say it all the time. This is contract year. So maybe he does step up and start balling out. Or he'll pull a Baker. Remember when he was telling Baker, you got to step up with your contract year. And then also, <laughs> that's, freeze that. That's, now he's on his third team in two years. <laughs> but that wraps us up for the NFC East. Like I said, it's one of the more interesting divisions of the year. We have – honestly, I'm a co-sign Kev with three teams making the playoffs here. I think that's a, a good take. I think they have three playoff caliber teams in the NFC. 
As always, though, if y'all didn't know, this is Paul Pickenwin of Contra. I'm joined with Kev Waterboy Savoy. This is Totally Blitz Podcast. And if y'all don't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers. <laughs>